welcome to the Toy Rewind Podcast with your hosts, the Brothers Newland. Now, let's talk toys. Hello, everybody. I'm Michael. I'm John. And I'm Andrew. And you have stumbled upon the Toy Rewind podcast where the three of us get together and we chat about uh, toy lines that may or may have been part of our childhood, may, may, may or may not have been part of your childhood. Uh, this week, we have a very special one that uh, I think we all remember. Uh, so let's uh, we're going to jump into that in a minute. But first off, I'll tell you, we're going to rewind back to 1985. And we're going to talk about the one, the only, Theodore Rupskin from <laughs> Worlds of Wonder. No, 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 I'm just kidding. It's actually Teddy Ruxpin. Uh, me and Michael talked about this a while ago because we both had it wrong. And for some reason, we're calling him Rupskin? Rupskin. Why are we calling him Rupskin? I don't know. I don't know. Oh, that's just, I think just it's the, way just the slang, the slur that we put to everything. It's that it's Texas, our, it's that it's Texas, our Texas accent we got. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, so it's actually Teddy Ruxpin, R-U-X-P-I-N. Uh, so you'll learn something new every time you listen to our podcast. And this week, it's all about that. So uh, we're going to jump into that before we do that. John, where can people find us? All right. So double check us out at uh, our website at toyrewindpodcast.com. You can also look us up at crossthestreamsmedia.com. Uh, you can email us at toyrewindpodcast at gmail.com. Instagram, Twitter, and Twitch is all toyrewindpod. Facebook and YouTube is toyrewindpodcast. Get those right or you might find somebody else. Yep. You don't ever know. Uh, we do stream our toy box showcases that we do occasionally uh, to YouTube facebook and twitch we need to get some more of those going i know i got a couple of uh sodas in and stuff michael still got some more transformers and i don't know what do you got Andrew? i just keep i just keep opening things yeah you don't wait for us so i i can't wait to wait <laughs> so and then uh double check our podcast bingo uh if you want to play a little game while you're listening to us to see uh what we have on there and see if you get a bingo you can play that at podcastbingo.com backslash toy rewind uh, we'd like to know if you do get a bingo or if you get a blackout or a double line. Who knows? Just let us know if you get anything. It's a double uh, line of thing? I don't know. Depends <laughs> on how, how much you play into it. Do you stop at one or do you go for more? Um, and then, as always, keep up with us so we know when you're – or keep up with us so you know when we're going to do our next uh, collector showcase uh, with our friends over at the Geek, to get, uh, Geek Together channel. I can't talk from that one. I think we have a, a showcase coming up. I think we finally, I think we finally got one possibly lined up or we're getting it lined up. So be sure you follow us so you can uh, know when that's happening. Right, Michael? Right. Correct. Right. Okay. Yep. Um, all right. Uh, so John mentioned he got some sodas in. Um, what are you snatching at there, John? It was a bug. <laughs> I, I do. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> it bugged me. It bugs me. <laughs> John, you also mentioned you were trying to get your computer set up because you are it updated to Windows 11. Yeah. 
So uh, funny thing happened because that you were talking about that right before we went live. Um, and as we they were doing the intro was happening, I was trying to turn my speaker, my headphones down a little bit. So it's not as loud, right? I hit the wrong button and I hit the mute button and I just updated to the new Mac OS. And I found out something <laughs> interesting about the mute button on Mac OS. It's not an instantaneous mute. It like turns the volume down and then turns the volume back up. It's oh, very, wow. very, it caught me off guard because I was like, what the heck is happening? <laughs> uh, like, so I, I thought it was funny because it, it happened like you were just talking about your Windows 11 stuff and Michael's on Windows 95 down there. But, um, you know, Mac stuff happening too. I'm still, I'm still on AOL. Do you hear dial up? <laughs> You're about right. <laughs> yeah. So, all right. Well, uh, you guys, I, Michael's got lots of notes on Teddy uh, here. So, you yep. ready? Let's go. All right. With it. Let's rewind. Yep. All right. Uh, let's see. All right. We were going to talk about Teddy Ruxpin. Um, it, is, it was the best-selling toy of 1985 and and he he talks and everything. So what is I don't under what? That's just that's so it's not a real. Give me a better definition of Iliop. It's not so a real. He was it was originally called a, a spungids is what he was, <laughs> and and his story got as it as it transformed throughout the years. It changed to Iliop, and it is just a creature that looks like a bear resembles a bear but he's a little shorter and stumpier and he's got and he speaks he talks so that's just what what they they named his his little species in the actual uh teddy ruxpin world that they have so that they that they created for the cartoon series and all that so iliops are not real right I'm not gonna no, they're run. not real. Okay, no. I'm not going to run into one of these things in the wild. Okay. No, no, they're they're all fictional. That's good. I needed to know I, that. I think it's just in the Teddy Ruxpin. Uh, it's uh, just good to know that because I don't like these uh, things. World. Yeah. yeah so we figure that out. You said that, and I don't understand why you don't like this one. Because they're terrifying. <laughs> it's just a cute little cuddly iliop. Yeah. So are uh, <laughs> so are Furbies, but. Yeah, Furby's Furby's creep me out. Anything like that kind of creeps me out. But, all right, so Teddy Ruxpin was created by Ken Forsey. Uh, Forsey had he had partnered with uh, author Bud Bankson in the early to midnight mid sixties uh, and created a story called "The Adventures of Simeon Greep." So, and then one of these minor characters in this story was named Teddy Ruxpin. So in 1965, Forsey bought out Bankston's interest of the story, uh, and then nothing happened to the story until 1978. So there was there was a good 13 years there that the story just kind of sat on a sat on the shelf and nothing was happening to it. Um, so uh, Forsey actually created a a production 
line studio whatever group uh called the brown squirrel productions um and i saw where he just named it because he was in a meeting and he saw a squirrel run across the yard and <laughs> through the window and he just named it that so that's how that name came around okay so during this time he removed creep because he said it kind of sounded sounded like geek or or creep or something like that so he didn't like the name so he placed replaced creep with uh, teddy ruxpin uh, in the title rule. So, and then by the early 1980s, Forsey founded Alchemy 2 Incorporated, uh, which was another uh, similar to the other one. It's just a, a, where they kind of uh, put things together to create things. Uh, and then one of Alchemy 2's first projects that they, that they was, was building the, the animatronic characters used on the Disney Channel's uh, Welcome to Pooh Corner. Um, I don't know if you guys remember that, but I remember watching that. Uh, I don't quite a bit. I don't, I don't remember Pooh Corner at all. <laughs> I remember something about Pooh Corner, but I don't remember the animatronics and stuff like that. So John would remember Pooh Corner. <laughs> yeah, Corner. But yeah, it was it was it was Welcome to Pooh Corner. Was it just Pooh Corner? Welcome to Pooh Corner <laughs> and the, the Dumbo Dumbo Circus. If y'all remember that, I, too. I, I, you know, I watched that quite a bit when I was. I remember younger. Dumbo Circus. I don't remember yeah. Welcome to Pooh Corner. And those were mid, uh, early to mid '80s shows that were on Disney Channel at that time, and uh, I remember them really well. Both of them, so I watched them quite a bit. So. So that was what Alchemy 2's, oh, one of their first projects that they made. So I do remember this. These are terrifying bears. These are terrifying <laughs> Winnie the Pooh characters. <laughs> I do remember this now that I see the picture of Yes. Yeah. So okay. that's what he did. And then one of uh, some other info that Forsey had when he was when, uh, in his earlier years, um, he was one of the co-creators of Disney's Haunted Mansion. Uh, and then he also helped out with the Country Bear Jamboree. So he's really big on these animatronic um, characters is what is uh, um, puppets, animatronic type puppets and stuff. Um, and then during this time, he was also co uh, contracted by Sid and Marty. Yeah. yeah. This is terrifying, Michael. This is this. Yeah, it looks a little different bear. than what I remember. This yeah. Pooh Bear is terrifying. <laughs> Piglet's fine. This Pooh Bear, though, is terrifying. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Uh, they do look a little different than what I actually remember in my mind, so I have to actually go back and watch the show. Again. <laughs> Maybe you shouldn't. Maybe you shouldn't. <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't. <laughs> but anyway, so uh, he was also con contracted by Sid and Marty Croft, uh, their organization, to design a haunted house attraction uh, for their theme park that was in Atlanta. Uh, which I don't think it lasted very long, but uh, if you know anything about Sid and Marty Croft, they're the ones that that came up uh, with Hanna-Barbera with Banana Splits, and then they did their own studio stuff. Called, they did HR Puffin stuff and, and, and The Lost World and all that kind of stuff in the 60s and 70s, um, and they were, you know, they had wild ideas. If you've if you ever seen HR Puffin stuff, you kind of know what I'm talking about. Um HR and stuff is awesome. Yeah, so, uh, so that's what he helped out with that, with that some of that stuff as well. Um, he was also involved in the startup of Chuck E. Cheese. So he came up with, uh, I guess, with the the puppet, the animatronic puppet uh, mouse for for Chuck E. Cheese. And 
And what do you say his name was again? Uh, 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 dang, what's his? Uh, Ken Forsey. Sorry. Ken Forsey. Ken Forsey. Ken Forsey. So, yeah. so Ken Forsey should be in all of our vocabularies. Yeah, it, it should apparently be. Apparently, had things to do with every everything. Yeah. Right? So, so I mean, this, this Disney's haunted house, which was actually is get pretty big this year. Um, it just recently celebrated what their 50th anniversary, what last year or year before. Um, and then this year they had the Muppets haunted house, which was off of that. And, mm-hmm. and I, I've never been there, never seen the ride or anything. And, and I didn't realize what, what the, and I watched the Muppets haunted house and didn't realize that that's what it, it was. It was after that, that ride. And until I was I listening to mansion. Yeah, the haunted mansion. What'd I say? <laughs> house. Oh, haunted house. Yeah, it's a, it's a mansion. It's, it's, a, haunted, it's haunted a little mansion. I didn't know anything. I didn't know it was tied. The Muppets was tied into that with this show until I listened to um, um, Secondary Heroes and they were talking about it and everything. So, um, but, yeah, so keep, keep going. So, so anyway, so he was involved in all that. Yeah. Here's, so. here's Ken Forsey, also referred to as possibly the gambler in another lifetime. I was gonna say hey, that, that looks really accurate right there. The game yes. you know. Yeah, he so, looks just like Kenny Rogers in that he picture. Does. <laughs> <laughs> and all the pictures he looks like this. So with uh, the little yeah. Teddy Aslop huh. on his shoulder. Yeah, it's disturbing. So uh yeah, yeah somebody who is Iliop, Iliop on his shoulder. Yeah, John doesn't know how to say Iliop. He said I <laughs> Uh so yeah. All right, so you know, Teddy Ruxpin was a combination of all the things that Forsey had been involved in the past years. You know, he had the Disney stuff, the the uh, the Sid and Marty Croft stuff, you know, uh, and Chuck E. Cheese, all that kind of stuff that they'd done. So, um, so this lot, he was trying to get this this doll out, this this uh, animatronic doll, which would have been which was the first animatronic uh, doll on the market. Um, and Hasbro had some interest in it, uh, but at the time, the prototype they had was just a head on a stick type thing. They didn't have everything together when, when Hasbro was, was looking at it. Uh, same thing with Jim Henson. Jim Henson had, had taken some interest in it as well, but they both kind of passed on the idea. But eventually he had, uh, Forsey had all the, had the electronic stuff in there and, um, a guy named Don Kingsborough uh, came into the picture. Um, and by the time Don Kingsborough saw this here, uh, they had the, the animatronic mouth and the eyes in it already. And it was tape and was hooked up to a tape recorder. Uh, so, so he had a working prototype to, to show him. So, and if you don't know who Don Kingsborough is, uh, he was the former head of Atari uh, Kingsboro created a, a, the new company called uh, uh, Worlds of Wonder in order to sell, produce, and sell this, uh, sell Teddy Ruxpin. Um, so, so Forsey knew the the importance of story because working with Disney, um, he knows what story, what a storyline could do for a product like that. So he came up and created a whole world for Teddy Ruxpin. Um, and it, it's it's a whole imaginary type world. Some some articles I read so they kind of compared it to like the Lord of the Rings type lore type stuff world. 
I don't think it was quite like that, no. but um, that's a stretch. Interesting. Yeah, it's kind of a stretch, but yeah, you know, he had his own the the land he lived in, the creatures and stuff that were around um, in this cartoon series, and it, it was a pretty good cartoon as well uh, back then. So, but they didn't need the, the cartoon didn't come out till like a year later, and they really didn't need the cartoon to sell it. Uh, that's just kind of something that just popped up after the this the the sales started growing on, on this on this guy. So, um, so the original Teddy Ruxpin was run from a cassette tape. Um, so cassettes carry two audio tracks for stereo sound, and then on Teddy Ruxpin, uh, the right track was used for sound, and the left track was used for a controlled data stream. Uh, that controlled the server, server, servo motors that moved the eyes and the mouth. Um, the cassette tape would be also the cassette tapes were sold separately, and they came with the book so that kids could read along with the with the Ruxpin stories. Do we need to explain um, what a cassette tape is? Probably. I don't know really how you can explain it. It was just the. Uh, if you're watching, this you is a look cassette at tape. It? Yeah. Okay, we got a picture of it. I don't even know. I, yeah, I don't know how to explain this either. But it runs a ribbon from one spool to the other spool, and on that, I, it's able to. It's able to store like music or yeah, it's like magnetic, yeah, yeah, whatever on the strip. I want to say it's like a basically just an audio version of a VHS, but then we'd have to explain what a VHS is um, <laughs> for all of our younger listeners. Um, so. <clears throat> Yeah, I mean, it's cassette tape. Yeah, cassette tape. Uh, so there was about 60 different tapes that, that were released in 13 different languages uh, that they had on uh, wow. for this. Um, so so creating Teddy Ruxpin um, with Forsey's connections with Disney, uh, he was able to get George Wilkins, who created music for Epcot, uh, to create the soundtracks for Ruxpin. Uh, the voice of Rux Teddy Ruxpin was done by Phil Barron, who was known for the voice of Piglet on Winnie on uh, Welcome to Pooh Corner. So that cute little Piglet you showed on there. That uh, this guy, yeah, this guy did his voice. Um, they did some. Uh, the way they recorded it made it sound a little bit different. So, uh, but he was the voice of Teddy Ruxpin. Uh, also, the puppeteer that recorded Ruxpin's movements was from, I believe he was from Disney as well. Uh, so they they recorded all the, 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 the movements and stuff with the sound, and then they were able to, to download the, or put all those movements into each doll. So it would program it into each doll. So the puppeteer that, that did this was uh, called, uh, his name was, was Tom Fountain. And then he would later go on to help create the movements of Chucky in Child's Play 3. So Chucky. that's kind of how yeah. Teddy Ruxpin is related to Chucky. So, And he's related to all the Disney stuff. So it's like seven degrees of Teddy Ruxpin here. So. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's, that means he's related to two different Chuckies. Yeah. Chucky Cheese and Chucky, Chucky. the... Chucky the doll that run around and killed people. So. <laughs> Chucky Cheese will kill you too. Just don't. Even... <laughs> yeah. 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 So um, I've never been. So Kingsborough wanted to get Teddy Ruxpin out by Christmas. 
and they were pushing it. It was 1985. They wanted to get it out by, by Christmas for the Christmas rush. So that would mean by uh, September, October, you know, before the, the stuff started hitting. So, um, which only gave 4C six months to get Ruxpin running, up and running. Uh, like we talked about, Kingsboro was the head of Atari. And he gave, and kind of the downfall of Atari was just rushing some games out. Uh, most notably, E.T., the extraterrestrial. That was that I thought was the greatest game ever, but I could never play it. So uh, I don't understand how you think it's the greatest game ever. You never. Really I, I liked it. it. I mean, I, I just kept falling in a pit. That was just frustrating. But you just didn't realize know. that's how bad it was. I guess so. I didn't realize how bad it really was at the time. So anyway, so he gave he gave uh, I gave him six months to get this thing going. He had sixty million dollars. Um, to make it six months to go from prototype to store shelves. So Teddy Ruxman came out in in September of 1985 is when it, when it debuted. Um, let's see. So worlds of wonder sold 41,000 Ruxmans in the first 40 day, 40 in the first 30 days it was out. So 41,000 in a month. That's a lot of Teddy Ruxman's. Now, the kids went crazy over this thing. They thought it was the neatest thing in the world. Um, <clears throat> and without the cassettes, Ruxpin didn't work. So the parents had to spend more money for the cassettes. So Teddy Rush, Ruxpin uh, retailed from $59 to $79. And then the tapes were thirteen. I mean, were $12.95, so roughly $13. So it wasn't cheap. So that's, that's a lot of money, $41,000. At sixty bucks a piece, plus all the extra tapes that they sold on top of that. So I found I, the number that I saw was sixty nine ninety nine, um, in eighty five seventy dollars. Seventy dollars. So that's uh, one hundred and seventy nine dollars and ninety one cents today. Yeah, that's mm -hmm. for the bear. Yeah. Did Did he come with a cassette? Uh, I didn't see anything where he he. I don't know. He may have come with just one initial cassette, but I don't. I didn't see anything where he came with it, but and, I didn't look at any any boxed up. And you said cassettes were twelve ninety five. Yeah, twelve ninety five. Okay. That's what a cassette. Went That's thirty three dollars today for a tape. For a tape and a book and a little book to go with it. Oh yay! I'm not even yeah. buying. I I don't even want to pay that much for like a an album, like a yeah. music album that I'll listen to <laughs> all the time. Much less one that I'm going to put in a teddy bear's stomach and let it terrify me. It goes in his back, not his stomach. Oh, is it in the back? I don't remember. Yeah, it's, it's in his back. So, <laughs> get in my belly. <laughs> so, all right. So, um, so by the end of 1985, so they, they it came out in September. For, so, from September to December, um, Teddy Ruxpin made $93 million back then. Jeez. What what is wow. ninety three million dollars in today's dollars? Um, hold on, nineteen eighty five. I already closed that thing. That's why. Oh, you already yeah. closed that. How much you say it was? Ninety three million. That's two hundred thirty nine million. Two hundred thirty nine million. If it was today's money, that's a lot of money for September, October, November, December for four months. I mean, I could probably live off that. <laughs> you think you could, huh? I mean, maybe. Maybe. 
So uh, some of the, the highlights of these cassette tapes, they were kind of funny. Unless you actually know what the uh, what these some of these critters were from the TV show or from the books and stuff. The, if you just look at the, the names of these cassette tapes, they're kind of kind of amusing. So this is so these are some of the names of the tapes. So you had Teddy and the Mud Blups. It's is being neat hard to do. So what's a mud blup? Exactly. You don't know what it was. You have to actually I, read the book, I guess. I don't know if I want to know what a mud blup is. Know the world of Teddy Ruxpin. I'm gonna look right, it up. So so here's no. another one with, with Groby. It says Groby's romance. Falling in love is something special. So uh then you have grunge music. Tap your feet to the beat is the name of that tape. So you would think just just by looking at this the title of it, you would think it's it's grunge music, Nirvana or something like that. This is a mud blup. Okay. It looks All like right. a blup of mud. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> he looks like an humanoid, kinda. So yeah. um also uh let's see. But grunge is actually a, a name of one of the, the another critter from the world of Teddy Rokespin. So. This is also a mud blup. I don't know what this is, but it's kind of terrifying looking. <laughs> it's kind of scary looking. Isn't but it? yeah. <laughs> if you want to know what we're looking at, just search mud blup. That's M-U-D-B-L-U-P. That's how I spell it. Here's, here's another title of a tape. The Mushroom Forest. You can be anything you want to be. I bet you can. Yeah, I'm sure you can. Um, anything in the soup will the anythings end up in the grunge gumbo so there's there's other critters in this in this line is called anythings and I guess they're going to end up to be in the grunge's gumbo for some reason I don't know so uh, then you have Teddy Rookspin visits the dentist which is sponsored by Crest (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> uh, so the, the line itself consisted of Teddy Ruxpin and you had Grubby, his little buddy Grubby uh, that you can actually connect the two with a cord and they can interact with each other through the storybook, storybook um, through the tape so uh, the, they had different outfits for Teddy Ruxpin and Grubby <clears throat> and then they had several other non-animatronic companion toys so there was uh, there was a, a, a two guys named. They were fobs. There was two versions of that. They had an orange version and a purple version, and those were hand puppets. Uh, then they had Wooly Watsit. That's a larger hand puppet. Then you had three anything's. You had this, that, and the other. Those were the three names. It's like interesting. It's like thing one, thing two, and thing, or thing one and thing two of. Yeah, I see. There's only two of those, Michael. Seuss, yeah. <laughs> right. So, Dr. Seuss. Uh, then there, you had Tweeg. Then there was LB, the the Bonder. Bounder? Maybe it's Bounder. LB, the Bounder. And then there was an answer box and a picture show. Um, I didn't see what the answer box was. But the picture show was kind of like a, uh, uh, a viewfinder where you had the little okay. pictures and you would click it and it would have a little... Uh, was it, show with it. They should have built that into Teddy Ruxpin's head. Then you like look through its back of its head through its eyes. That would make him even creepier. I, I mean, think. he's already, yeah, I'm just trying to make him actually, yeah. 
I'm trying to make him as creepy as he really yeah, is. Yeah, that'd be a little creepier. So, uh, so 1986 sales peaked, and World's Wonder launched a series of safety messages for children with different partners, such as firefighters and the United States Life Saving Association. Uh, they kind of did that. Um, then in 1986 also was the debut of Nintendo Entertainment System. Uh, if you go back and listen to episode 35, our uh, Toy Rewind episode number 35 with Clint from the Dorksman, um, we kind of explain how they intertwine with the NES. So uh, the NES, it, Worlds of Wonder took a chance on any on the Nintendo Entertainment System where nobody else would because of the, the video game crash that Atari happened mm-hmm. to, to do. And I think most of that was because of, uh, what's his name? The Ken Forsey. Yeah, King, not King Forsey. Not King Forsey, Ken. No, it's Ken. Yeah, Ken Forsey. Ken, Ken Forsey, but no, it was... Uh, oh. Uh, the uh, uh, Kingsborough, Don Kingsborough. Kingsborough was, you know, he was the Atari guy and now he's running Worlds of Wonder. So he says, let's try this again. Let's get let's get Nintendo and see if we can get it out. Well, no, none of the retailers wanted to pick Nintendo up. So what they did, Kingsborough did was he said, if you don't pick up Nintendo Entertainment System, you will not get Teddy Ruxpin. And you will not get laser tag because they had laser tag at the same time. And both those were the top, like I said, uh, Ruxman was the number one toy out there. So, and if retailers don't have that, then people will go somewhere else to buy it. So they said, well, we got to have Teddy Ruxman. We got to have it. So let's do this. And that's the reason why Nintendo Entertainment System hit the shelves because Teddy Ruxman saved, saved the day. So, um, if it wasn't for Teddy Ruxpin, what we know of Nintendo wouldn't be what we know of it now. It, it would have been totally different. Some, uh, we may have seen it later on down the line, but but as we know, the Japanese versions were different. We probably would have seen some of that stuff instead of what we know uh, what it was then. So, uh, and it wouldn't be as big. You know, we'd have more. It'd be more probably Xbox or Sega something i guess i don't yeah, know or actually any of that like any of that because nintendo did so well you know the other companies came in too behind it and you know, it saved teddy ruxman saved the day for the video game so, um uh, 1987 worlds of wonder uh con- contracted with wendy's to feature a kids meal pro- promotion uh these were small flocked miniatures of ruxman and and grubby uh, 1987 also saw the decline in sales and then management staff of worlds of wonder kind of over estimated the inventory so they thought they needed more than what they actually need so the requirements uh, so the excessive parts orders for 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 making ruxpin overextended the company's assets and was worsened by the stock traders um, the stock trades that, they, that the company did at that time, which kind of spooked some of the investors. So even that, the money flow was not doing good at all in 1987. Um, the uh, So in response, you know, the, the, to the de- devaluation of Worlds of Wonder, they issued some, like some junk bonds to, to kind of 
kind of offset some of that, but it, it was kind of mute because also in 1987, they saw the stock market crash. So that, that even made things worse for Worlds of Wonder. Uh, so 1988, uh, they filed for bankruptcy protection and was liquidated. And then by 1991, the company was no more. So that was the end of this first iteration of Teddy Ruxpin. Uh, because they they had some hiccups in 1987 that kind of uh, kind of killed the company. So honestly, honestly, I'd like to say that it ended there. Yeah, but it didn't. <laughs> but it didn't. <laughs> no. So, uh, and, and you know, uh, Teddy Ruxpin has been released several other times uh, since uh, by various different companies. In 1991, Hasbro Hasbro under the Play School name. Uh, released it. Uh, they actually replaced the cassette tape with cartridges that kind of resembled some eight-track type thing. Uh, if you don't so know what eight-track is, you go you go way back to eight-track. Yeah. Um, I think Dad had an eight-track in his car when he was. <laughs> hey, I almost yeah, bought a car was... with an eight-track. <laughs> you nearly bought a car with eight-track. Uh huh. I, uh, I wish I would have. Oh, I had, I had eight-track. I had eight-track in that old. Uh, stereo system i had in my room it had the record player and the radio and the cassette player and it had an eight track with it too so yeah. um, and speaking of the gambler i had some kenny rogers eight tracks <laughs> so, all the way around okay all right back to this um so 1998 uh yes entertainment came out with their version of teddy ruxman uh this one actually came with vh vhs tapes uh that had a rf transmitter so Teddy Roachman actually actually interacted with uh, a video that you played on TV. So it was kind of cool. Uh, in 2005, Backpack Toys released one. They had a they had digital ROM cartridges that you would put in it instead of other kind of tapes or anything. And then in 2017, uh, Wicked Cool Toys uh, released one. Uh, released Teddy Roachman, and they he had three program stories programmed into him. Um, and then others were other stories were available on a mobile app. So it was all uh, integrated inside. So you didn't have any tapes or cassettes or or cartridges or anything for this one. It was just all digital is what it was by 2017. So but that's that's the history right there. All right. The history. Teddy Ruxman's history. It's this thing is terrifying. <laughs> um, I think before we get into that, we, we, we should go ahead and just rank this. Um, yeah, I think, I think, I think ranking this would be good for us. Okay. Let's good rank ther- it. Good therapy. You think yeah. it'll be good for us? Yep. Or bad for him. <laughs> I don't think it's going to be great for Teddy. Um, Michael. Um, Go down a little oh, further. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> go down a little further. There we go. <laughs> uh, let's see. I want to put him. Uh, I'm gonna put him right between. Well, hey, let's put him right under my buddy, kid sister. My buddy, oh, karate kid's... camp commandos. I ain't had anything that low in so in a long time. John. I don't even know what number that is. 
So you're putting them above karate commandos? Yeah, I'm putting them. I'm putting them. Because it kind of ties in with that same era with my buddy, kid's sister, my pet monster. Which which is identical identical scoring between me and Michael. Yeah. Um, And what's not going to keep up between the three? It's like number 28 for both of us. It's not going to keep up between all of us. This is. this is dead last for me. So it's <laughs> more than Furby. Um, they're they're about equal. Um, maybe Furby a little bit more because I, I don't know. I, so should you I, put them before? This doesn't creep Furby? me out as much because he looks like a he looks like a bear, although he's an Iliop. But Iliop, whatever it's called. <laughs> John doesn't know what he is. <laughs> I think I called him Islop earlier. <laughs> So, Iliad. but Furby looks like some kind of alien creature that talks to you when you just look at it. And I'm all, and I think that's maybe why Furby doesn't. And he makes noise. He just makes much. noises. He makes noises. He doesn't really. It takes him a while to start actually talking, talking, but yeah, it's creepy. So, Ruxpin kind of reminds me of gummy bears. Are you scared of gummy bears? No, no. Like from so, the movie, okay. the cartoon, you know. Let me let me tell you this. So I don't. Gummy bears mine. bounce. Everywhere. Well, I yeah. Know. I mean, I could probably They're make bouncing, rest downstairs. Bouncing here and there and everywhere. Um, a buddy <laughs> of mine in high school had one of these. I don't know if he had it from his childhood or if he picked it up, whatever. Um, and he had it in his bedroom. And we took the face off of it. <laughs> Let me tell you this right That's now. This is what they look like without a face. Right. <laughs> And then he put a tape in it. And you get to watch all of this stuff go off. Right. Which yeah. I cool. swear, I swear we took the tape out. We took the tape off of it. Um it whatever. But in the middle the middle of the night, this thing started talking. And it wasn't anything crazy, but it was just it was it was talking and it shouldn't have been. It's not like it was one of the new ones that you know you do the wrong thing in the app or whatever. No, no, no. this thing should not have been talking. And it is messing with you. I don't. I look. I don't know. We were both freaked out. It was terrifying. It wasn't wasn't the VHS one, which has the RF transmitter. Did it? I I don't know what it was, but we burned it the next day. Something. Um, (laughs) We burned it the next day, and. Um, if you think they're terrifying without their face on, you should see them when they're without their face on and on fire. Um, <laughs> it's just solution to everything. Burn it. It's, it's going to haunt you in your dreams now. It's just the the pictures of this thing, all, all of it, and then I just I don't like it. Maybe because he looks like a bear, it's a little more terrifying to me than an alien that I don't know is real or not. Whatever. Maybe they. Maybe it is. Maybe they. Have, whatever. So that's why these things terrify me. Yeah, and I don't like them. So, um, well, now I kind of like the the history of the, you know of uh, just the Ken Forsey, you know his history going back into you know all the animatronics, you know being part of Disney, and then the uh, the Croft brothers, Sid and Marty, being part of his organization and coming up with those guys, and and it's. He's got a pretty good. I mean, he just—he's got that imagination that that kind of kind of fits in with that stuff. So it's it's pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. No, this definitely. Um, 
Definitely got a good good history and how he he stuck with it, even though he was failing on a lot of different things. Um, and think think of uh, think of all the toy lines that were out in eighty five and eighty six, and this was the number one toy for those two years. All right, so that's just that's Let's just see. crazy. Uh, best toys of nineteen eighty five. Hmm. See if we can just list a few that are on here. <laughs> Cabbage Patch Kids, mm -hmm. uh, Transformers, Pillow mm -hmm. People, Pogo Balls, Skateboards, G.I. Joe, Atari, Teddy Ruxpin, Rainbow Bright, Care Bears. I don't know. Not, not all these obviously came out that year, and they might have already, you know. Well, they were they were the top toys of that year, so just yeah. the popular toys. And what about 86? Anything different in 86? Um, I don't know. i got to change the year on my search. <laughs> top toys of 86. Uh, um, G.I. Joe, Pound Puppies, Barbie, Teddy Ruxpin, Mask, uh, Cabbage Patch mm -hmm. Kids, Transformers, Laser Tag, World Wrestling Federation action figures, Muscle. Mm -hmm. ah, a mm -hmm. lot of things we've already talked about. Muscle. Yep. Yep. So, yeah, so I mean, we, all those those toy lines and Ru Teddy wrote this Talking Bear, pretty much, or Iliop, Talking Iliop, uh, this was pretty <laughs> much the uh, the number one seller. Yeah. Um, so and the price range, the price range of it. I mean, being, you know, 60 to 70 bucks, 80 bucks for, for one, whereas you can get GI Joe's for what, three bucks, you know? Right. So, yeah. I don't know yeah. how it's all. So, all right. So out of those two years, all the toys that I just listed besides Atari, um, Pogo balls and laser tag, we've talked about all of them. Mm -hmm. So I guess we're done with 1985 and 1986 on this podcast. <laughs> Um, just so you know that. Well, uh, I'm sure we'll, we've got a few on there that are not very popular lines. Yeah, yeah we'll like bugs, bugmen of insecta. Yeah. Bugmen of it. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> um, all right, let's see. I got to look back at my notes over here. Um, so yeah, that's what well, you guys. We had one of these, didn't we? No, nah, not that I know. I can remember. I don't remember having one. I thought I remembered. Maybe it was. You Just remember your you, you taking your the face off? No, no. no. So was, I remember because that was in high school. I'm melting. That was in high school, and it was terrifying. But I thought we had one around. Maybe it was at the church or something. Um, I don't know. I don't know. Um, but I don't remember one. So you guys have any stories about these? Like you remembering them at all? Besides just being on the shelves and no, no, no stories. No stories. <laughs> we'll just, all right, yours is good though. Just shut that down. <laughs> Shut that down. All right. Um, let's talk about some pop culture with this. Um, obviously, uh, Teddy, I believe Teddy Ruxpin um, has a couple different things in pop culture recently. Um, I don't know, but I would guess to say that he would be what inspired uh, Ted, the movie Ted and Ted 2. Yeah. With I the talking bear. So. I mean, yeah. maybe not the only thing. Iliop. Um, well, he's actually a, he's actually a bear. No, he's actually a bear. Well, but I mean, guess to, and technically maybe he is an Iliop because he is a talking bear. <laughs> I don't know. Um, so I would say maybe maybe he would a little inspiration there. And then obviously, and it's funny that uh, Teddy Ruxpin has the connection to Chuck E. Cheese because I would look back and say that Teddy Ruxpin also has inspiration to Five Nights at Freddy's. Um, yeah. And so with that, obviously, Chuck E. Cheese, Teddy Ruxpin, 
you know, Teddy Ruxpin looks like one of the characters um, mm-hmm. after you take his face off, and it's terrifying. Uh, so, you know, he's still still collectible. Um, prices on eBay right now? Um, I found them anywhere from $100 for the kind of newer ones, um, but uh, Mint uh, with the box in minty condition for about $600. Mm-hmm. An original one? An original. Yeah, one of the yeah. originals from 1985. Um, I'm not paying 600 bucks for one of these things. Yeah. We we were looking, Rainy's looking to, for one to add to her collection. And we saw we saw one last time we were up at the Dallas, North Dallas Anger Boy Bird Show. We, yeah. Uh, we, we actually found one and something was broke on it. I don't remember what was, it was the, the cassette door or something was broke. And we didn't get it. And the guy wanted, still wanted, like, if I remember right, it was 40, 50 bucks, I think, for it. Maybe 60. I don't know. Randy Rain, will, will correct me on that. But anyway, uh, we passed on it way. because it was, it was, it had something on it that was broke. And so, uh, but she's looking for, for a good one for a good price. But uh, she needs, she, she needs, still needs one for her. I promise. Uh, 1980s uh, collection, yeah. I promise I'll burn it. <laughs> By the way, this is uh, this is 20, 20, 21, 21 years ago. I don't remember if it was. It might have been two thousand when that happened. So, it's quite so it's been ago. haunting you since the two thousand. It really doesn't bother me until we talk about it. I may dream about it tonight, <laughs> uh, but I don't think about it unless somebody mentions it. It's not like it's just something that comes to me all the time. So, yeah, uh, if he is haunting me, he's not doing a very good job. <laughs> we'll say that. Maybe, maybe Grubby's holding them back for you. That thing's a little weird too. Um, or maybe the spungins. The spungins. Those. Spungins. The whole story. I don't. <laughs> It's just an interesting storyline here with uh yeah the cartoon goes he cut he shows up wanting to go on adventures and he meets up with Grubby and so they go on this adventure and they run across this this guy it's kind of like a Doc Brown type character, I guess, scientist. I don't remember exactly what he was. But and then they 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 find these they go looking for this treasure and they find these crystals that the bad guys said that they don't need because the bad guys need it or something and you know it kind of it's kind of weird so yeah they try to keep they keep the crystals away from the bad guys or something so all right yeah that that checks out okay um (laughs) all right well uh anything else we want to add before we move on uh what was the oh you we talked about pricing okay never mind yeah we just talked about it so it was like 170 okay. something bucks today. That wasn't like five minutes ago, you know? Yeah. yeah. Oh, well, it's not about a current pricing, but we were talking about the $600 mint. And- oh, yeah. It was like 600 I did not see any, and I didn't I didn't think about looking for it, but I didn't see any as I was looking up the just the tapes. So you might be able to find the tapes for a decent amount. Um, you see any grubbies or anything? See what they're no, for? No, I didn't because no. I all I was, was I didn't see any. All I was looking for was Teddy. So oh, okay. I didn't think about looking for Grubby until um, a little bit earlier when I was I saw a picture of both of them and I was like, I forgot they did the Grubby. Well, you do your research, Andrew. I mean, I just yeah, <laughs> you know, I'm the one that keeps the things going here. So all right, yeah, well, let's go. Um, <laughs> 
All right. Well, like John mentioned earlier, stay tuned to all of our social medias uh, because that's where we're going to post things so that you can kind of keep up with what we're doing, whether it be a toy box showcase, a collector showcase or something like that. So um, I think the year 2022, we're going to kind of change the toy box showcase up a little bit more and we're going to do some uh, quick things and start looking at our collections. Because uh, mm -hmm. we have a lot of things in our collections that you can obviously see a lot behind me. There's a lot behind Michael and a lot behind John, but we're going to get detailed. We're going to show some of these figures um, and some of these cars that Michael has and everything. Because there's a, there's like seven years worth of 20 minute episodes of a showcase behind Michael that you can't even see right now. So we are going to start showing off some of our collections. It'll probably be 2022 before we get that all lined up. So Stay tuned to our uh, social networks. Make sure you're following us. Um, if you need to know where those are at, you can go to toyrewindpodcast.com or you can go to toyrewind, uh, no, sorry, crossthestreamsmedia.com and see all those also. Um, mm -hmm. Up at the top of the Toy Rewind podcast, I don't know where it's at on Cross the Streams. I think it may be at the top, but there's a merch button. You can go, if you want to buy one of our shirts, um, kind of support us a little bit, let people know you listen. That'd be great. Um, I just dropped got, a new one. Yeah, we got a new new design. That's what I was yeah, saying, yeah, I just dropped a new one. Um, I took a picture of me wearing it. I didn't think about showing. Did I send that to you guys? Yes. Yeah, I think we saw it. Yes. All right. So let me see it. if I can let me see if I can find it real quick. So um, while I talk about this, so go find it if you want to uh, purchase a shirt um, or you know a coffee mug or you know. There's lots of stuff on there. You can find that there. Um, and while you're over on Cross Streams Media, you can follow or you can check out all of our... It's not letting me download the stupid picture. Um, you can follow all of our partner podcasts that are over there, um, including the Dorksman, the STS guys, uh, Secondary Heroes, Three Beers and a Mic, uh, where am I at? The Movie Gap, the Dan Aykroyd podcast, um the burt reynolds uh burt reynolds and charles bronson podcast front row negative art of the boar and bearing ain't easy lots of uh fun stuff where's my screen yeah i've been i've been listening to front row negative here lately it's pretty cool pretty good show uh they they do they talk about a lot of wrestling stuff on there and i'm not much of a wrestling guy but i don't know any of the new stuff i just know 1980s wrestlers but <laughs> The, well, I mean, 1980. And the only thing I know fun. from that is from the cartoon from then. So. All right. So here we go. Here's a picture of the shirt, the new shirt. It is just says Toy Rewind. Uh, it's not a great picture, but, you know, it was fun. Looks uh, like Teddy Rooks. But... <laughs> so, uh, yeah, feel free. Go get a shirt if you like or something like that. Uh, we much appreciate it. Um, if you want, you can also, while you're over there, or if you're in Apple iTunes, you can drop us a little, uh, or what is it, a five-star rating and review? Yeah, that's what it is. Um, and if you do that, we'll send you some stickers. Um, beautiful stickers. They look like this. It's got our logo, just like it is so right up here in the top. Uh, John also has pins. Um, I don't know what we're going to do with the pins yet. No, no, but we do have some. We do have some pins. So uh, follow our social medias. I can't stress that enough to follow our social medias to find out what's going to happen with these pins. John's got a big bucket of them. I'd like to maybe have one. Um, I'm kind of starting Michael, to Michael, did you get yours? Yes, I got mine. 
So uh, Michael's like we're left out. <laughs> Michael's like Nate from the STS guys. He's getting his first before the people that are closer get theirs. But you're about halfway between me and Michael, so I guess. It well, <laughs> I had a was that mom and dad's. Yeah. And I dropped some off for him because I was there, and we put him with his mail. I don't care. That's fine. I'll get it for me. It's all good. You, I just want two. I just want to make sure I get two. That's all. If we more than two, whatever. Three. Well, whatever we do with all the rest of them, I'm not worried about it. I just want to. I just want two, um, at least. Uh, so be sure you follow us there, John. We need to post that on social media that we've got them. Uh, just kind of let people know something's yeah. something maybe brewing. Um, so yeah, Phyllis, if you drop us a rating and review, we'll send you some stickers. Um, I think that's my spiel. Yeah, I think that's it. You spilled it all. Anything else we want to add? I think I'm I'm good. Two plus. I think two it's time two. to to wrap it up. John wants to add two plus two. What that's does five? <laughs> what does Clint say? Wrap it up, B. To Nate when Nate does. I don't know. I, I don't. I don't. I've been listening to way too many. I don't listen to, here lately. I don't listen to Clint on there. I, I listen to <laughs> Nate and uh, Clint talks at a level, a high enough level that it just in one ear. Well, right we'll find out if Clint listens to this and he'll reply to us. He won't. He he he's so <laughs> far behind on podcasts. Um, and I understand because I'm. Getting he probably too. listens to more than I do, and he just can't keep up with. It. Actually, no. I think that's a bad thing about Clint. I don't think he listens to anything. He just says he does. And he's part. Of, he's part of like twenty of them anyway. So right? yeah, yeah. <laughs> he doesn't have time to listen. He's too busy recording all the time. Yeah, that's all he does is stay on there yeah. or Instagram or Instagram. Always, yeah. always on uh, trying Twitter. to trying to yeah. It's always on Twitter. Yeah. All, he's a great guy. Really is. Um, all right. Well, uh, anything? So we're good. Good. All right. Uh, episode hey. sixty four. Can you guys believe we've done sixty four of these? Um, I feel like that number gets higher every week. We gotta start start looking at our bracket. Start looking at see where we're at on it. Uh, people can vote on it when we get to that point. I think we have another ten episodes to go or so. Okay, I got. So, I, I just had to figure out where we're at. Yeah. Honestly. Yeah, I think we. I think we've got another five or six at least episodes to go. So um, I think about five or six. Yeah. Yeah, that actually sounds more better than. I think we're. I think we're closer than what you intend. What you yeah. said. So, so um, all right. Well. So look forward to to doing that, so y'all can vote on your favorite toy line that's being put up. Yep. Yeah. Uh, actually, it'd probably be right at right at the first of the year. Probably. It'll probably be close to right at the first of the year. So, <clears throat> something to happen for twenty twenty two. And we're only six weeks from that point, I think. Yeah. So, all right. Well, then, if you guys are good, you know, I was just thinking that that would get us into. Sorry, (laughs) that would move us into our third year of doing this. It it will. We started in 2020. I mean, it wouldn't be two full years, but it would be in three different years. No, but three different years. Yeah, we're getting pretty close. Yeah. Um. All right. Well, then. (laughs) Wrap it up, please. Are you done now, Michael? I'm done. All right. All right. Uh, well, then on behalf of the Brothers Newland here at the Toy Rewind Podcast, play on. You've been listening to the Toy Rewind Podcast. Follow and join in the conversations at toyrewindpodcast.com.